Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Titan Radio Clubhouse. I'm your host for this week. I'm Matt Sylvester. I'm the radio media coordinator here at Titan Radio. Um, my little script says major in year. I'm actually a staff member, so I graduated, but I was an American Studies major as my undergrad. And if you couldn't tell from last week, I talked to the eSports club, and this week I'm talking to the Video Game Development Club. So you can kind of sense the theme here. I'm very into video games. So I'm going to pass it off to our guest to let him introduce himself. Hi, uh, I'm Nick Rogers. I'm from the Video Game Development Club, and I'm the vice president of the club. Sweet. Um, how long have you been with the club? Um, I'm going on a little over a year now. Okay. Uh, I joined uh, about, well, actually, I think I'm over a year now, because I joined, uh, I want to say, two, not not last fall, but the fall before that. Okay. Um, and what major are you? Uh, I'm actually a uh, radio and uh, cinema tele. A CTVA major. Right. Yeah, they changed the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. So are, would you say a lot of people in your in your club are CTVA, or are they more like engineering? Or? Um, I do have one other friend who is, um, and he's one of the people who got me into the club, okay. um, uh, and he's a writer. Um, but the club is actually varied. Uh, we do have a large majority being programmers, mm-hmm. um, just due to the nature of developing video games. Um, and then the next major uh, major we have in there would be uh, artists, actually. Uh, cool. Varying uh, specializations, mostly 2D, but we do have a lot of 3D artists starting to get interested. Um, but we have people ranging from CTVA like myself or even like biology majors, stuff like that. Wow. We're very, uh, we try to be very inclusive. Um, and really invite anybody who just happens to have a passion for wanting to make video games. That's really cool. I actually, when I was like prepping for this um, interview, I was assuming it would be all programming. I didn't even, for some reason, didn't even cross my mind that there would be artists, writers, and stuff like that. So that's really cool to hear. Um, how many how many people would you say you have in your club? Like roughly, I know roughly? it's kind of hard to um, always pin it down, but yeah, it's a little hard, uh, especially whenever the semester starts. We always get that obvious influx sure. that comes down a little bit. Um, as people realize they have responsibilities. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you can't sign up for every club at Discover Fest, right? Yeah. But um, right now, the easiest way for me to gauge how many active members we have is we have about 11 teams. Okay. And those range from anywhere from four people to eight people, usually. Um, so at the highest, we have about 80. At the lowest, mm-hmm. about 40. Wow, okay. So you were saying teams, like teams of what? Are, is there a goal to make a video game, these these teams making their own video games? Yeah, or? so let me go ahead and get into like how we Please, kind of yeah. run the club in general. Um, so the way we do it is every semester we start off, we just kind of do the first couple meetings of icebreakers, getting people to know each other. Um, and then by the second, usually the third meeting at the latest, we have people form teams um, and start going into like trying to pitch in a game idea. Um, we usually have a presentation where people who already have an idea in mind uh, are allowed to kind of like pitch it at people through a PowerPoint that they put themselves together. Um, and then after that, people just we just let people go and figure out groups. They come up to us, let, know, let us know, like, this is our group size, this is who are in our group, um, and then they go from there. And then we have them fill out a pitch form. Um, and the whole purpose of the pitch form is so that way they don't do anything too too grand of a scope. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want anybody trying to get an MMORPG sure. out in a semester. <laughs> uh, it's just not feasible. Um, but from there, they're semester-long projects usually, um, and those teams just work together to make those projects. Uh, all the projects are pretty much made by them in terms of from concept to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't dictate, like, what they make or how they make it as long as they're staying within, like, a relatively uh, uh, feasible scope for a semester-long time. Um, and we just understand that more because most of the officers tend to have gone through a couple games themselves. Sure. Um, so they can understand some of the usual pitfalls a lot of new members can fall into. Mm-hmm. 
So what happens to these games after? Because it sounds like if all goes well, you'll have 11 new games by the end of the semester. What happens to these games? Um, we usually post them to an Itch.io page. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find that, it's at CSUFVGDC on Itch.io. Um, I don't know if that's the exact title for it, but if you search that up, we should come up for you guys. Um, we just post all our games there, though. Um, we let members know that if they're really happy with their end product um, and they talk with their whole team about it, they can definitely publish it on Steam or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, like, hold the game per se by any means. Uh, we respect that they put that effort in. They made it. We just facilitate people making those games. Cool. Um, that's actually really similar to kind of how we do things here as far as, like, we try and be, it sounds like with you, like, we try and be, like, a platform. So, like, people, like, make podcasts or shows, but, like, we never, like, try and get a royalty track or, like, anything weird like that, right? It's totally yeah. theirs. Yeah, I think um, the most we ask for is um, just, especially since sometimes our members use resources that are through the club, we just ask for, like, you know, like a, like a logo flash at the beginning of the game during, like, a load-up sequence and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, similar to, like, a publisher or another platform. Sure. Um, but that's about it. Uh, we usually have paid members also featured in credits for all of the games. Cool. Um, like, what's the most successful game that's come out of it? Like, do most just kind of live on Itch.io? Is that what you said? Yeah. So, Itch.io, for anyone unaware, is just, like, a site that a lot of people can post their indie games and everything okay. like that. It's a completely free site. You make an account. And you just upload it. It can be either as an EXE file that people have to download, or you can upload it as like a web DL um, that people can just play in browser. Oh, okay. Um, it depends. It's completely up to the person who uh, puts it up on there. Um, I would say there's actually quite a lot of indie games on there. Um, a lot of people put like game jam games and stuff like there. Um, and I can explain game jams later um, when we get to that. But uh, I'm sorry, I lost track of what the actual question was. I was just wondering, like, wh- what's like the most successful game that's come out of this club? If, right. if you know, like, has there been one with like hundred thousand downloads, or maybe that is successful, maybe that isn't. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I would say relatively, um, and being honest, uh, most of the games we have come out are relatively uh, unknown. Mm-hmm. Like they, I don't. I can't think of a time we've had a game, like, spike enough to make it be like, oh, we think that's successful, quote-unquote. We definitely had games that come out better than others, just, Mm -hmm. like, objectively. Um, I know uh, one game I really liked in terms of my personal opinion was uh, Mauser, which is a very uh, Cuphead slash, like, Tom and Jerry style infusion where um, you were playing as a mouse and you had a little rubber band gun. You were just platforming your way around a level, and you were shooting enemies as you went. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very Cuphead-style gameplay, but with, like, a Tom and Jerry aesthetic, though. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that one I know we showcased a lot, and a lot of people had, like, very positive feedback about it. Um, so I know that one's kind of one, of one of the more well-received games, at least. So at the end of the semester, then, do you have some sort of, like, reveal party or like where everyone gets to come together and like play each other's games or anything like that yeah of course uh at the end of the semester uh we do require all teams to have their uh finalized projects turned in by a certain date and time um usually that's the day of that showcase because we understand developers like to wait (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Uh, right. we all fall into it and plus it tends to be around finals time so we totally understand people Mm -hmm. want to put finals first um, we try to have that showcase before finals. That way people are free for like the week before or the week of finals to mm-hmm. just do their thing. Um, but we do have a big showcase where all those semester games are shown off um, in front of everybody. We invite people out. We uh, we serve pizza. We have it be a potluck so everyone else brings food as well. And it's just a nice time. We usually get one of the labs over in the CS building that can house as many people as we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just have a good time playing the games in front of people, having people come up, try them out, and get feedback right there and then. It's just a good time. 
Is it open to anyone, or is that like a member-exclusive final event? Oh, no, semester? it's open to everyone. We try to really encourage our members to bring, like, family, friends, anybody oh, cool. they want to bring with them to go. Uh, you don't even need to be part of the club. If you're just interested to see what the club has put out, you can come. You don't even need to be, like, a plus one, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely open. That's cool. We I'm do. writing that down for myself because I'm interested <laughs> in going. <laughs> uh, we usually do have an RSVP just so we know on our end how much food and water to provide. Sure. Um, so we usually put that out on our social media when that's coming up. So if you follow us, you'll see that blast when it comes up. So aside from actually developing the games, um, do you have any sort of like career building um, or maybe like just like extra parts of your club? Like let's say maybe like just like a social like, hey, let's all go out and play like Mm-hmm. I lost levels or like, hey, let's, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, is there any other extra stuff that your club does? Yeah, yeah we, of course. Um, we really try to get a lot of speaker events going on. Okay. Um, and we try to uh, vary the speakers. So we'll have an artist one week or a programmer the next. Um, of course, it all depends on who's willing to come out and when. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do try to get a variety of people. So that way everybody in the club feels like they have a speaker they can go talk to and get that uh like um, industry the, knowledge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We try, we always aim at people who are at least currently industry or have been in the industry for a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not in there currently anymore. Um, I know one of the more prominent speakers we've had before is uh, Jason Fader. Uh, oh, which, okay. Yeah. If you're, you seem uh, not, yeah. sound familiar, but for anybody who's not, he's um, one of the developers that worked on Fallout New Vegas. And if I'm correct, he was, I'm trying to remember his exact title. On the game, it was it was higher up. I remember he was um, like a head of some sort. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on that right now. I love um, New Vegas. Yeah, but no, he was very awesome. He came out. He's actually come spoken us spoken for us multiple times. Once uh, for a club specifically, and then another event that we were a part of uh, called Siege. Oh, okay. Is that the esports does that one right or? Well, uh, it's kind of a multi club uh, collaboration event. Oh, okay. Um, we're working with it's mainly us uh, CSUF. League of Legends Club, mm-hmm. and then the CSUF Esports Club. Right. Um, we're the three mainly spearheading it. I'll be honest and say League and Esports is kind of doing more work than us, mm-hmm. but we're definitely contacting speakers in our own and sponsors and all that jazz. Cool. Um, we kind of all work together to put that event on. Yeah, we had um, our last episode was with um, Adam from the Esports yeah. Club, so he talked about it a lot. So, yeah, it sounds like it's super exciting time for just video games on campus in general. Oh, yeah, it's it's really jumping up there. It's really exciting. Um, I know for us, we're excited, especially for uh, stuff coming around and working closer with other uh, people like the eSports Club just mm-hmm. because um, we're thinking about, like, maybe having them, like, demo our games so we can get feedback from people who obviously play games a lot, mm-hmm. um, and especially for some of the more competitive players uh, just because the feedback from a casual player and a competitive player is going to be different. Absolutely. Um, so it could be useful depending on what games our members are making. So, kind of going back a little bit, do you know when this club was started? Like, do you know about the history of this club at all? Uh, vaguely. Um, the club has had ups and downs, that's for sure. Um, another speaker we had, mainly because he was at one time our president, uh, was Jonathan Burke, who's the head programmer over at uh, Santa Monica Studios, who made God of War. Whoa. Um, really? That was like my game of the year. <laughs> I, I love that game. Yeah. Um, I'm fanboying a little bit. We had him come out, and we were only able to really connect with him because we realized that uh, he was our president a long time ago. Um, I think it was, like, somehow linked on his LinkedIn or somewhere. I don't know how we got that information, but we did, and we jumped on it. Um, So he came out to speak with us. But I know, based on what he said, when he got into the club, it was essentially dead for all intents and purposes. Um, And then they had, like, a short revival while he was there. 
and then as far as he was aware, it kind of died down again. Um, so the club has a kind of a rough history of coming up, you know, for a brief time when there's some passionate officer board yeah. members, um, and then coming back down as those positions don't get filled, or if they do, they're by people who aren't uh, as passionate about the club. Yeah. Um, just It's unfortunate. Um, right now, we're definitely in a nice high, mm-hmm. um, and we're doing the best we can to make sure those uh, roles are filled by people who are going to, you know, keep that high as high as it possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's super interesting. I was talking to the last club, too, about this. It's just so interesting to see, like, every semester, you know, like you said, this semester is going well. Like, you're kind of in a high next semester i'm not sure if you're graduating or other people on your board is but it could be like a completely different direction yeah i know uh our president is graduating this mm. semester um and i'll be honest like she does like twice the work than anybody else in the club and you know it's not necessarily because no one else does work it's just she's so driven yeah you know and she constantly goes out of her way and you know shout out to tara you do an amazing <laughs> job thank you so much um you know but um, it's just big shoes for someone to fill just because of how much she's already put forward and constantly does put forward. Right. Um, so for these people graduating up this semester or for yourself, um, what are most of their career goals? Is it to kind of stay in the smaller, the indie sphere? Are there people who are like, no, I want to go AAA, like big mm-hmm. titles? Like what do you think most of the people in the club are trying to go after Yeah, graduation? well, I know it kind of varies. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some people who – see this more as like a hobby. They're passionate about oh, it, but they okay. don't see a career out of it. So they're kind of thinking more indie, if anything. Um, but I do know some people who are looking for AAA, um, not necessarily having to go for like Sony or, you know, Bethesda, like really big publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know our social media manager, Ian, uh, he's our writer. He's the other CTVA major I told you about that okay. got me into the club originally. Um, and one of my better friends, uh, he uh, is actually currently in the process of applying to Obsidian right now. Cool. Um, and he's gone through a couple of interviews and they've been going well. But, you know, so obviously he's on the That's path awesome. to go for a more triple A-esque uh, company. Um, but Obsidian's definitely growing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. I'm hoping he gets in. Um, so it kind of varies. It depends on the member. Um, but we do try to facilitate all ends of that spectrum. For you personally, do you see this as a hobby or a career path? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. Um, as I go through more CTVA classes, I switched my major back in like junior year. So um, I'm kind of just starting to really get into CTVA, CTVA now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what I really want to do. I really do enjoy video games. Um, but some days I see myself working more like on scripts or mm. um, maybe even just like um, – like other platforms like mm-hmm. Twitch or something like that. It really depends. I'm just kind of looking at all my options still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot out there, especially, I mean, just so much media out there to jump onto. Um, where'd you switch from, from, from CTVA? What oh, major? um, a relatively similar field from theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I was doing set design and sound design in there. Cool. Um, lovely program here, by the way, like by no means did I leave that program because of the people here. Um, it's a really great program. They have a lot going on. You'll learn a lot um, as long as you put your effort forward. But um, I just found myself making model sets night after night. And for me personally, I just got bur- burnt out on it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was just night after night after night. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't see myself doing it for like 25 more years or so, you know. Um, so I just decided to switch now instead of later. Yeah. How did you find the Video Game Development Club? Was it during your time in theater, CTVA, like how recent? Yeah, so uh, I met Ian back in like freshman year of college, actually. Um, he's my dungeon master for uh, D&D that we play. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I met him in freshman year. He was looking for players. 
Um, he found the club uh, during a Discover Fest. Right. Got involved uh, for like a semester or so before he told me about it and got me to go to a meeting. Um, and then from there, I just started attending meetings and just kind of hopped on board. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you decide to get into the leadership of the club? You said you're vice president now. It sounds like maybe there's. You'll, I'm assuming you'll maybe continue on that path in mm-hmm. next academic year. What how, What made you want to get involved in the leadership? Uh, the reason why I wanted to get involved in leadership was um, there was definitely uh, we don't really, a lot of we openings apply for it per se uh, for in the semester that, uh, that I applied to go into a voted in position. Um, so I guess I applied to the club at large, um, but I don't know. I kind of I really enjoyed the club, and I wanted to see it continue to grow and prosper. Um, so I went in. I don't think uh, I'll be vice president next semester, just of my own choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to step down to like just a regular member. Okay. Um, and that's just because of like time yeah. for me. Um, I have a lot going on. I'm starting to look at um, internships for CTVA and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And realistically, I don't want to put myself in a position such as vice president or even president if i know i'm not going to have the time to do it justice yeah um and looking at our current board and the people in our club i trust that they will take care of things just fine sure um if they were to take those positions instead of me um so i feel comfortable with like stepping down like that cool um that's nice that you have like there doesn't seem like anyone's too power hungry in the club everyone just wants to see it do well Mm -hmm. um Kind of going back to how, you know, you said the club has ups and downs as far as passionate people, non-passionate people. How is the campus community, like, involved with your club? Like, is do you have a faculty member that's really supportive of you? Like, do you have a department that's super supportive of you? Like, how, how do you feel about, like, your involvement here at CSUF? Yeah, I would say in terms of campus at large, uh, we work mostly with ECS. Okay. Um, just because we do have a lot of programmers. Um, that, and honestly, I don't think any other department would really fit us as well mm-hmm. um i do know there's kind of an initiative going on to get another uh like an icc council going um for uh, uh like kind of like oh, what's the term um clubs that don't necessarily fit things like <laughs> okay. niche clubs i'm trying to think of the right term special, like the special, special it, interests yeah, yeah special interest clubs there i think now they know there's like a drive going for that right now um just because there's a lot of clubs that don't really fall under other ICCs, but they don't have a better choice, yeah. Um, like us. Um, so who is in your ICC? That like is it like the Rover? Yeah, Rover? yeah. So it's it's a little odd because even though we're technically a lot of programs programmers, mm-hmm. we're in an ICC with a lot of clubs that are very like engineering based, or with the R program, they're like looking at like um, you know software security for websites or. Uh, programming like professionally for like large companies and stuff like that. Um, we're the only one that's really like video game focused and any mm-hmm. sort of like that. Um, so we tend to like stand out there. Yeah. Um, and that's good and bad. You know, obviously it's good that we're different than everybody else. It makes it easy for us to kind of stand out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also feels a little isolating sometimes because it's hard to find ways to interact with those clubs in mm-hmm. a meaningful way, really. Um, so what about the faculty members here? Do you feel like you, you know, like you must have a faculty advisor, I'm guessing, right? As a club? Yeah, we do. Uh, our faculty advisor is Paul Inventado. I believe I said that last name right. I'm sorry Mm -hmm. if I didn't, Paul. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he's been great. He's been awesome. Uh, the ECS department in general has also been awesome. Uh, Liz in the office has always been great at responding to emails about, uh, letting us posting flyers around the campus, getting us rooms for events and everything like that. Um, and Paul's always been great about making sure that um, he talks to people we need to 
uh, getting us in contact with the right people or uh, figuring out who we need to contact to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had a lot of support on the faculty end for sure. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit before the mics were rolling, but how, how do you feel about the curriculum for like someone who wants to get into video game development at CSUF? Like, could it improve? Like, in what realms? Um, it definitely could improve. Uh, I would say if you're trying to come to CSUF for video game development currently, uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, just simply because uh, while we do have a relatively solid programming department, I don't know myself because I'm not in the department. Sure. I've heard like you know mixed things, obviously depending on the student. Uh, but overall, it sounds good. Like you people do learn um, what they need to to get into the industries. But um, in terms of video game development, we only really offer one class that I'm aware of really. Um, there is one in CTVA, but it's more focused on like like a generalized history slash story structure kind of deals uh, with uh, video gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, we only have one programming proper class for video game development, and it's very generalized. Um, as far as I'm aware, the main project is just to put out a video game by the end of the semester. Um, I don't even know what the standards of that project would be. Sure. Um, or what goes on with that. Um, we definitely teach languages that are common for video game development here, like C++ and uh, some, some. I guess Java would be somewhat applicable, depending on what platform you're using. Um, but I do think that we could offer more courses here um, or make it more accessible in terms of like programs like Unity and Unreal. Because um, I know Unity is on the computers in our lab here, um, but it's a very outdated version of Unity. Oh, okay. I mean, like... We're on Unity, like, 11. It's, like, Unity 5 or 4. Oh, wow. Um, so it's very outdated, and it's definitely not, like, updated by any means. Um, so we could definitely stand to, like, have money put that way. Um, but I understand sometimes the money just isn't there, or if it mm-hmm. is, it's getting pushed um, elsewhere that is just deemed more uh, important. Um, so if you were you or anyone in your club were to expand the courses, what type of courses would would you like to see? Would you like to see, like, more video game industry or more like practical skills, kind of like programming, a little bit of both? I would say um, probably something more geared towards actual video gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say maybe classes that focus a lot more on teaching Unity or Unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, those are two major industry standards right now, um, especially Unreal if people are looking to go into AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think courses that focus on those and like the mechanics behind those as well. Um, definitely having some prerequisite classes for those. Uh, that way, when you get in there, it's more about learning the Unreal software and everything you can do on there mm-hmm. um, instead of learning just the coding that you have to know for the engine. Um, I think it would be, yeah, that would be very helpful, especially if the uh, classes include like having game projects due at the end of the semester or yeah. the term, um, just so that people, when they go out, they have a better portfolio Definitely. Uh, when applying for the video game industry um, instead of just generalized code that you can get done anywhere. Yeah. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, so your students, where do they, if they're not getting their education on how to code, in, first specifically for video games, if they're not getting their video game development kind of curriculum here, are most of them just finding it online, or how are they teaching themselves? I do know there's a couple of different places. Um, there are some technical schools okay. specifically for the video game industry um, that revolve around like helping mainly artists and programmers out, as far as I'm aware. Um, I don't think there's many for like specifically writers. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong about that. I haven't looked into it too much, um, just because I'm personally not looking to go to school specifically for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... 
I think uh, Elcad has some like more in-depth classes for video game development specifically just because they are like a art school mm -hmm. um, specific and I believe that's more for artists uh, like concept drawing and stuff like that um, and then I'm trying to remember there is a school that focuses a lot on the programming end of it and has like multiple classes for it but I can't think of anything um, and I know I went to a conference the other last year and there was a place out in I believe New York. Um, it's like I think the acronym for it was like PEN or something like P E N N, um, and they're definitely like really uh, dedicated. Uh, they had like multiple games they were showcasing at the at the conference, like at Boots and everything, and they looked very polished um, for at least for uh, student developers. Mm -hmm. So as far as like the people that you know developing, did any of them go to those schools or like are they just teaching themselves online? Like um, the people like in your club making oh, these. Oh, in my club? Yeah, yeah, making these yeah. games. Yeah, most like where are they learning? Most people in my club are self-taught. Okay. Um, I would say most people tend to have come to CSUF and realize they want to get into video games or didn't realize it was really an avenue gotcha. they could pursue here. Um, and they're finding it through the club to get their experience and their portfolio work that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's usually just self-taught or what they learn in the club. Um, okay. So backing up again, just kind of wide scoped with your club, what would you say is the biggest hurdle? <sighs> mm. I would say the biggest hurdle is communication. I think, um, in terms of we have 11 teams right now. Yeah. Um, and that's like anywhere from, like I said, 40 to 80 people. Mm -hmm. And in those 11 teams, you have more or less captains slash, you know, people who are trying to like kind of guide the project along. Um, and those people are semi self-designated um, within each team. And I would say the hardest part is sometimes a lot of team members tend to go quiet or not communicate as well within those teams. Um, and it can get very frustrating for some members when they're trying to work on something, but they need to wait for this person to contact back or get something else done. Um, so it's a lot of us trying to put out fires mm -hmm. um, before they're too big. Um, that's definitely one of the biggest hurdles is just kind of like helping facilitate in that manner of communication and making sure things go as smooth as possible. It's not always uh, feasible to make a team happen. If everybody on the team doesn't want to talk, doesn't want to work together, um, we can't really force people to do anything. And that's sometimes the hardest part for us is seeing this really good game idea and all these good concepts kind of get put forth. Um, and then it kind of comes crumbling down just because people's schedules got busy or, yeah. you know, what have you. So if you were to guess out of the 11 teams that's starting off the semester, how many teams are going to make it, do you think? Uh, based on my previous experience from the past couple semesters, I would say, uh, honestly, I expect at least one or two to have at least significant trouble. Um, it just it always happens. Yeah. Um, I don't I can't think of a specific team, nor do I usually think of a specific team that's going to just. Oh, yeah, that team's going to have trouble. Mm -hmm. um, I never think in that manner. Um, I believe in all my teams. And usually everyone starts off pretty strong. Um, but inevitably something does come up. Just it's that midterm season or something. Maybe. Yeah, usually, <laughs> honestly. Um, and it's just like, you know, it's we have enough people that something's got to happen to somebody at some point during the semester. Yes. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's just the unfortunate nature of it, but we're prepared for it. We know it now. Um, mm -hmm. The board definitely knows it at this point um, and accepts that. And we're definitely looking to help that as much as we can when it comes up. Um, so, yeah. So in addition to the communication, do you find, and I only ask this just because I feel like 
with a lot of clubs, including including Titan Radio, this can be an issue. Do you find funding to be an issue, or you feel like you're pretty well funded for what you, for what you need at least? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're relatively okay for funding. Um, of course, we could always want more money. Everyone could always use more. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I would say the biggest supporter of our events right now has been being in ECS ICC, mm-hmm. um, just because uh, they have all proposal uh, proposal. Um, situation going on there um, where you know you propose what you want to do the ICC board votes and then you get the money whether or not it's mm-hmm. yes or no um, we've been getting a lot of funding through there for a lot of our events uh, specifically for like our game jams so we can supply food to our members um, or for our like I know we're doing a trip to GDC down in San Fran this coming March um, and that's uh, getting funded through there in terms of like travel funds and stuff like that like mm-hmm. actually getting there um, and paying for those tickets and everything um, so we definitely get, are getting a decent amount of money from them, um, and it's helping a lot. Um, I know we're going to start trying to do more T-shirt sales. Oh, cool. um, so that way we can uh, hopefully have more of, like, an independent source of revenue. Um, yeah. So we're not so entirely relying on uh, ICC just in case um, either a proposal gets rejected or we don't get as much money as we need or yada yada. Yeah. Um, do you get any funds from your members at all? Yeah, we do have a paid membership, okay. um, and we do offer benefits for that. Um, benefits include stuff like, you know, getting access to like meeting notes, uh, when we do workshops for specific, uh, like kind of like instances, like how to go through like a beginner's guide on unity, beginner's guide on GitHub, all that fun stuff. We usually have notes for that, that the officers has made, uh, for the workshop and paid members get released those notes afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, we have like email blasts, uh, they're like the first to know about events and stuff like that. They're prioritized for certain events. Um, like our GDC trip, we could only take 12 people, and we did prioritize paid members first. Mm-hmm. Um, that membership usually goes anywhere from, I believe, 15 to $25. Um, if you go for the 25 I believe that's for a full year and, I believe, the T-shirt. Cool. Um, so let's say I was, like, let's point the spotlight on myself. I love video games. I don't think I'll ever be in video game development. Um, but I'm interested in learning more about video game development, just being around video game developers, let's say. Um, is there a spot for me in your club just to maybe, like, observe and see what happens? Or is it more closed off to people who are, like, pretty serious about, like, this is my, like, mm. thing, you know? Gotcha. Um, I would say we definitely have a mix. We have a lot of people who are very, very passionate about it and definitely put in that time and effort. But we do have a lot of casual members. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone does do something. Um, I would say at best you could probably try to talk to a team about being a, like a QA tester oh, okay. um, and just kind of like testing games. Um, but you wouldn't probably come in until like towards the end of the semester when they have things to actually test. Yeah. Um, uh, usually we have an MVP date, which is just uh, MVP stands for minimal viable products, which just means game is able to be played from start to finish. Okay. It's not meant to be super polished or well done, but the player can start the game and they can end the game. <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um, so that's where a lot of QA would come in. Um, so I think there is a place for that. I don't think a lot of teams think about it. They tend to just kind of have the people already on the team play just it. play through it and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said earlier with like uh, wanting to reach out to esports more, um, getting those QA testers I think could help a lot of teams a lot. Um, just getting feedback that maybe they didn't think of or um, they wouldn't. Yeah, it's, you know, just different backgrounds and everything, giving feedback. Um, sweet. I feel very well informed about video game development. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as much as I could be, I suppose. Um, 
I think for a while there, I, I talked to the esports um, club about this too. But I, for a while, I thought maybe I myself was I was going to try and go into video games, but I just I never found my path to it. I'm more of like a communications type of person. Obviously, I'm working in radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure to to get to know it a little bit more. So. Um, I don't really have any more questions to ask, actually. So I'm just wondering if you want to plug um, your club social media, any events coming up, just, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, We have a uh, game jam coming up uh, for people who don't know what a game jam is. uh, Essentially, we have a set amount of time. Uh, We make teams specifically for that game jam, and those teams try to pump out a game within that set amount of time. Um, that set amount of time typically tends to be either 12 hours or 24 hours, mm-hmm. uh, depending. Uh, the one we're doing soon is going to be a 24-hour game jam. Um, we're theming it around uh, the Space uh, the Space Jam movie, okay. and we're calling it the Slam Jam. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's the general aesthetic a lot of our advertisement for that is going under. Okay. I know our graphic designer, Mark Reed, is working hard on making a graphic that is essentially the Space Jam fl- like main advertisement mm-hmm. poster and then just changing it so it's toughy and then like a silhouette and then the silhouette's supposed to be you. you know? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we're just having fun with it. Um, but that is going to be Saturday, March 7th uh, and cool. Sunday, March 8th. Um, the way it works is it's 24 hours. We're doing it on campus uh, in the CS building. Okay. It'll be in rooms 200 and 202 if you know which rooms those are. Um, unfortunately, just due to campus security and everything like that, we're not allowed to actually stay overnight in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be there at like 10 a.m. to 11. Uh, leave, go home, hopefully rest. You don't have to if you don't want to. If you want to go home and work on your game throughout the whole night, more than welcome to. Uh, but I do recommend getting sleep before coming back because we'll be again 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. to fulfill the full the 12 20, hours both yeah. days to get 24. Um, we're providing food for the event, like snacks throughout the whole thing, and then dinner each night around like 5:30. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just gonna be like some sandwiches and stuff like that, just to pe- keep people fed. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. It's a really good way to get your toes into game development. I would say if you're like kind of interested, but you don't want to commit for a full semester. Uh, you really learn a lot and get an idea of what the whole process of game development is because you're going through the whole thing in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even useful for people who have done video games before because when you only have 24 hours, you learn a lot of shortcuts <laughs> and a lot of ways to do things faster than you sure. normally would do it. Yeah, it's That's a lot funny. of tutorial looking up. <laughs> um, do you have your date for that end of semester like showcase for your video games yet? Um, not currently. Okay. Um, or maybe we do. I know that we usually do it at the bare minimum the week before finals on a Friday. Okay. Yeah, so it's usually the Friday before finals week, if sure. not the week before. Um, and like I said, if you follow us on social media, we'd be totally blasting that everywhere for a while um, as it comes up, along with other events um, outside of the ones I just talked about. If you want to follow us, we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Itch.io, and we also have a Discord. Um I can share all those except for the Discord. If you want the Discord, uh, follow us on one of our social medias and just DM us on one of those, and one of our social media people will get back to you with the Discord link. Um, but the you should be able to find us all on those just by looking up CSUF, VGDC, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, the title for each one is a slightly different. Okay. Um, but putting in CSUF, VGDC should get you on all those platforms, finding us and everything. Cool. So, yeah. All right, well, thanks for being uh, the guest for this Titan Radio Clubhouse. If you're listening and you are part of a club and you'd like to get involved, um, find Titan Radio uh, at Instagram, Twitter, at Titan Radio, 
feel free to DM us if you're interested, or you can go on our website and find any of our emails there. We'd love to have your club on to see what, uh, what y'all do. Um, thanks so much for being a guest. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. It was a great time.